0: Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy.
1: Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock.
0: Welcome to season two of Rock That Relationship. We are back with yet another exciting and lively discussion. With Tracy and I uh, about relationships. And this season, we're focusing specifically on breakups. You know, how to get through them really is what the essence of this whole entire 10-part series is. And so we are so excited to be talking a little bit about what we learned from season one, some of our takeaways, some of our exciting moments, some of our kernels of wisdom that that we really appreciated, and what we can expect From season two, as we unveil the lineup of episodes coming your way. So I'm going to start off with talking about the impact of season one. I mean, we just, you know, wrapped up a season where we we introduced the different things that we had learned and that were important to us in terms of our values around relationships, just in general. Tracy and I had four each and we spent some time talking about each of those. If you haven't tuned in and caught up, make sure you get caught up on season one and we ended the season with a wonderful conversation with a couple who uh, talked about their practice of those particular eight principles and things that we've learned. So we are here now to talk specifically about breakups. But before we do that, what can we learn from season one as we go into season two, Tracy? What, what, um, what have has been the feedback? What have people said to you? I mean, I know you're getting texts right and left and we've been getting messages on social media and even people in, you know, passing by. I mean, I was just on zoom today with someone who said, Hey, by the way, about your podcast, I had no idea they were even with it. So what kinds of feedback have you been getting about what, uh, what season one was like for folks?
1: Um, I've been told that it's been very helpful that it's actually, um, several friends have said that they, um, Stop to actually reflect on what we were saying like that it wasn't just you know hearing like a lecture that it wasn't um just you know general information but things that they said like wow that really can have an impact in my life and in my relationship and it's not limited you know just to certain kinds of relationships and um we've gotten feedback online about it not just from friends but from strangers. And, um, I think it's all been very positive and similar that, you know, these are things that people really, they're actually applicable to relationships and they're easy to understand and easy to go back and implement, you know?
0: Right, right. Well, and I think that that's what, you know, I've been hearing a lot too, is this idea that, you know, some of the things we've been talking about, we talk about them at such a granular level that people wouldn't normally have talked about them otherwise. We might dedicate an entire episode to something like, like, uh, the concept of benefit of the doubt, which was in season one. And frankly, that's something that, you know, people might talk about for two minutes, five minutes, but we spent 30 minutes on talking about the benefit of the doubt. So I think what's really neat is, you know, people are able to take what they want. We say this all the time, take what you want, leave what you don't um, with our conversations, but it will make you think. And you've heard that too, right? This phrase, it makes me think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, this actually made me think, right? Made you think too, right? Well, and we yeah. got some really cool, uh I got an email uh, that was really neat from someone who wrote this. I think it was very brave and bold to make something like this so real and deep and with tools people can use. I definitely am a little shyer at putting myself out there. I really liked it and I'm definitely going to carry the information with me in my own relationship. I actually told my partner that I listened to a podcast about relationships and she said, do you think we are in trouble? I told her, you know how you say that you have to meditate often when you're not stressed to be able to use it when you're stressed? I thought that's such a great, great quote is this idea about meditating when you're not stressed to be able to use it when you're stressed. And that's a lot of what we're talking about. Some of you may be tuning in and thinking, this is great. I need this information in real time. I'm going through, you know, a breakup or I'm dealing with a relationship issue or I just want to improve my relationship. And that's why you're tuning in. But, you know, this is also kind of preventative maintenance, right? In a way mm-hmm. where you listen to right. how you can better situate yourself so you don't get into a situation where you're scouring the internet looking for any podcast you can on saving your relationship on its last leg. This is, uh, you know, an opportunity to meditate when you're
1: not stressed. Right. It is the opportunity to think about what are the things that I need to have going into a relationship if you're not in one now? And what are the things that you need to look around for maintenance to the various relationships that you have?
0: Exactly. Now, you had a really interesting comment. Someone had talked to you about how the podcast, you know, while we, you know, prefacing with the podcast, you know, series thus far has been about romantic relationships primarily, yet um, we're finding listeners are applying these kinds of ideas and concepts and tools to other relationships in their life. And you got a really interesting piece of feedback from someone about that.
1: Yeah, about her relationship with her son and how she was being dismissive. And he had pointed out to her, that, you know, she wasn't listening to what he was saying, but, that she was writing it off or telling them that he he was too sensitive. And she, it like was like a light bulb moment for her. And she went back to him and apologized. And um, she continued to listen to the podcast. And she said, it's been very helpful. And I suggested that he listen to it too, you know? So we're not just for, you know, people of our age demographic or sexual orientation. It's like for everybody. I mean, relationships, are, yeah, they they vary depending on who the participants are. But I think there's some fundamental things that are the same across the board. You know, you've got to have that communication. You've got to water the garden. You've got to, you know, um, try like put the energy into the relationship to, to actually make it work. Um, and you can't take this stuff for granted. I think that's the thing that a lot of people do. They just take, relationships for granted, especially family relationships or relationships with partners.
0: I I would agree. And, you know, I was one of those, those people who, you know, didn't read any of these books about effective and healthy relationships until I was out of one that I was, you know, had wrapped up and I was like, oh, well, I should see what you kind of went, you know, what went awry on that, or maybe I can improve things in the future. But thinking about this as a way of Keeping the, the lines of communication open. If you're in a relationship with your, you know, having that, those conversations with your partner or your, your connections, like in this case, you know, with your, your children, with your parents, with your friends, your coworkers, that's really important. Um, but again, listening to this, even if you're not in the middle of experiencing something, um, exactly, you know, to the, to the degree that we're talking about. So when I think of this, I think about what we've learned, right? Cause you and I have learned a lot by doing this podcast. And I think about how we've in some ways kind of taken, sometimes taken our own advice and sometimes done a really bad job of taking our own advice. Like there are some things that we've talked about and it's like, wow, that is really aspirational. I would love mm-hmm. to be able to do that, but now I'm aware of what it is that I need to work on. Um, right. So. You know, for for instance, one of the things that that I've learned that's been really big for me is, you know, I'm an extrovert. If you listen to season one, you know that that Tracy and I are both extroverts, and I often will think and talk at the same time. That has gotten me into a lot of trouble in a lot of places, and recording a podcast, I'm not sometimes sure what's going to even come out of my mouth. But because of that, sometimes I've been able to have these epiphanies in real time while I'm literally recording a podcast. There was a, one episode... And we talk about the orange lines and the red lines. And I don't know where, I mean, maybe I read that somewhere. If I did, I don't even recall where I would have read that. I don't claim to own it, but I definitely... You thought of it in the moment and talk, started talking about it on the podcast. And I was like the orange lines and then that's what these are. And then the red lines and these, these are. And I remember thinking when I got off that podcast, well, I've got a lot to think about. I need to sit down and make my list of what are my orange lines and my red lines. I've never done that. And I just told a bunch of listeners to identify their orange lines and red lines because I was extroverting that idea right there in real time on the, on the podcast episode. So for me, one of the greatest senses of learning is that I'm literally processing with all the listeners as my, you know, in some ways my therapist out there. And then Tracy, you as sort of the main therapist on the line with me.
1: Well, for sure. And I never, I don't know if I'd ever even thought of something like orange lines before. So that's actually helped me a lot thinking going forward, you know, if I ever do get back in a relationship um, or if I'm just going to be in a relationship with myself for the rest of my life. Well, um, what are
0: your orange lines and red lines in your own relationship, right?
1: Oh my yeah. God, that is really meta. We'll have to think about oh if there's such a thing? I well, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to break
0: up with yourself, but at the same time, what are those red lines? Like, I know for you, there's some red lines when it comes to your, your food intake and your exercise, you have very, and if you don't meet those, you feel, um, you know, like you have in some ways not met the goals that you've had. So do we have our own orange lines and red lines?
1: Well I think that actually should be an entire season. I think we should devote an entire season to relationship with ourselves. So let's nice. get that on the books because right, That's a good question, but it's definitely made me think about, you know, going forward. Actually even with friend relationships or relationships with my exes where I might be inclined to do things for them that I wouldn't be doing for myself, but I'm doing for them and it puts me out and then I'm like What am I getting back out of this? You know, and I don't know if this is a product of being over 50. My therapist talked about that a lot. You know, at some point you just stop, you stop doing things that aren't serving you. And so the red lines and orange lines are, I think that's really good. And it's a real concrete way people can set up boundaries for themselves.
0: Absolutely. Well, and then that ties into, you know, this idea of being, not just like kind of processing the moment, but reflecting right? Have you Mm -hmm. reflected in, you know, about your own behavior in the past and thinking about how maybe you want to show up differently and what you expect of your partners, especially as you said, over 50, you have kind of a higher threshold for, you know, what you want your experience of life to be.
1: Yes, I think absolutely. And I think for me, the podcast, just doing the podcast has made me more reflective about how I've acted, how, I want to act in the future and how I want to be with someone and, and really what have I tolerated in the past that I shouldn't have? Um, that's probably been the most eye opening for me because, um, because of my personality and being so out there and bold and all that, I do tend to rub people the wrong way. And so a lot of stuff is often blamed on me in relationships. And I think unfairly, and that's what my therapist said anyway. So I think talking it through in the podcast also is, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't, just because somebody says it doesn't make it so, and, you, like, you really need to think about that. I mean, we talked about that with giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's like, what are, what is somebody actually saying, and what do they mean, and what can you, what can you put up with, and what should you put up with, and what's healthy, and what's not healthy? And it doesn't matter if your relationship is great or not great. Like, I think you need to be thinking about those things all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, I think about that in terms of just being reflective in general, like as I'm about to engage in some type of an action, you know, whether it's, you know, with someone I'm dating or whether it's with a friend or whatever, is thinking about some of the stuff that we've talked about on the podcast and thinking, okay, The benefit of the doubt. That's a that's been a really big one for me. Is the benefit of the doubt, Um, you know, effective communication, and we talked a lot about. Um, you know, inferring or assuming things of people and their intentions without asking and really kind of stepping back and saying, okay, hold on a second before I go there. Because you, mean, you know, you and I have talked at great length about this idea of speculating and ruminating, and we kind of sit in these spaces where we start to spin. And by mm-hmm. talking through these topics and allowing myself to kind of stop right there in the moment and say, stop ruminating, stop speculating, okay, think, give the benefit of the doubt. Stop assuming what someone's, you know, intentions were without right. asking. And taking, in some ways, trying to remember to take the very, you know, kind of uh concepts we're talking about and put them into practice in, in my own life. And so sometimes I've had to interrupt my own behavior to try to remember what I've talked about on the podcast and say, yes, I remember it. because a lot of times you and I talk about <laughs> this didn't work. Like, we we messed up. We should have done this, but instead we did this. And so our biggest lessons, you know, sometimes are not doing the things that are productive. And so if we have a chance to kind of show up again and do it all over again, I'd rather try and do it in a productive way.
1: Well, that's interesting because going back to that quote about meditating, right? That people meditate in for a time that, so when they're stressed, they can use the benefits of that meditation, right? Um, that this reflecting on relationship at a time when it's not stressful or it's not in the gutter, um, it's going to help you for the times that it does go downhill, I think, to better be able to handle it. I mean, that for sure is right. the truth for me, you know, like, well, to really think piece. about it.
0: Right. Yeah. Especially things around communication. Don't wait until you're screaming at each other to, you know, like, hold on. I need to go listen to this podcast and get some tips so I can communicate better with you. It's thinking about how do you employ these things prior to problems occurring? You know, we, we had a whole episode on watering the garden and it was all about making sure that you continue to invest in the, in, in your love. Right. And you have to show up and you have to show up every day in your love. And, you know, if you don't tend to the garden, the plants will die. And, you know, so some of those things, you know, we have to think about ahead of time. So, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, oh, oh, my plants are dead. You know, I'm not saying it's too late. Maybe there are some things that, you know, you can glean and you can do, but really what is it you can do on the front end to water the garden so you don't get to that point? And I think that's a really key part is we call it preflection, which is. Thinking about something before it might have a tendency to happen. So processing and applying something um, in a status space, uh, state, right, where things mm-hmm. are, st- are stasis, right, where they're they're mm-hmm. um, they're they're situated in a way that there's not chaos. And so if you start implementing that, then when it gets to chaos again, you've meditated before you're stressed.
1: Well, and having a podcast about relationships, uh, I think would naturally make us try to behave better in relationships so we don't come off as incredible hypocrites.
0: Well, you know it's so funny days. you say that. Yeah, I teach I I, <laughs> you know, I teach classes in leadership and one of the the things I've taught in the past whether, you know, whatever class session it's been maybe one on public speaking and I think I better show up today and be the best public speaker mm. ever. Well, I'm teaching public speaking because I need to model that. So, you know, being these, you know, these co-hosts is thinking how do we also model this in our life to, you know, not just for show, but really because if right. we really truly believe in these things and we should be doing them the best that we can. Um, I agree. So let's, let's talk about, um, you know, another thing about really exploring aspects of the relationships we might not have ever really explored. Right. So what is, you know, that's something that you've told me before that you've learned. And, you know, maybe you could go into that a little bit more exploring your, you know, aspects of relationships that you haven't really explored before.
1: Well, I guess what I'm talking about is, things like, you know, attachment styles that I really didn't understand or put enough time in. And, you know, having a podcast, it's causing us to look into all kinds of different things to be able to talk about and to understand. And so I neglected a lot of those things, or I blew them off, or I thought, oh, that's not important, or childhood, you know, stuff, trauma, etc. That shouldn't affect me as an adult, shouldn't affect my relationships. And until you start really thinking like it, if we're talking about things, we're going to either, you know, we're going to be thinking about them, it's going to be having us research things, listen to other, you know, experts, podcasts, things like that, that is so helpful. And so for me, I think attachment styles, the water in the garden, um, you know, law of attraction and manifesting, all of that stuff, things that I might have otherwise blown off, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, a- absolutely. And it's fun too, because, you know, particularly like the law of attraction episode, which is my all time favorite one is, um, I've been listening to a podcast on law of attraction and listen to like hundreds of them, um, episodes and read books and all sorts of things on law of attraction, really got into it. But it was really fun to be on the other side of it too, to be able to talk about it, um, to share my insight around my experience with law of attraction with listeners, as opposed to being sort of the recipient of other people's experiences, of law of attraction, I was able to share those out. And that created a whole different level of meaning making for me, Um, where I was able to think about and articulate how law of attraction has helped me and have to do it in a way that made sense to other people to listen in. And so there was that level too, that was like, wow, this is mm-hmm. really interesting. When I'm explaining it, this is what I mean
1: by it. And this is how I've experienced it. That's very interesting. I mean, do you also listen to our podcast? I listen, listen to every to one it?
0: of them. I know you don't mm-hmm. listen. I listen to every one of them after <laughs> we record. And usually I'm pretty interested, Um c- you know, because I try to listen from a perspective of I don't know what we're talking about. And actually, to be honest with you, sometimes I don't know what we're talking about. But <laughs> but it, it's fun. I listen to every one of them. Um, you haven't even listened to one all the way through, have you?
1: That's because I don't like the sound of my voice. It drives me crazy. I sound like my sister, and then I think my sister's talking to me. And it's just, it's you know, I'm like a like one of those actresses that doesn't want to see herself on the screen. She wants to be on the screen, but she doesn't want to see herself. That's me. I-, I liked it, and that's the thing. Is like for me, we talk about it, and then I feel like the whole world's heard it because we've discussed it. So it's like, why would I want to listen to it again? But one day I will, Corey. I will. I will get over the sound of my own voice and i'll be able to hear that but it's funny because you listen to them and then you tell me just like one of my exes she would read a book and she'd be like oh my god you have to read this book and then literally tell me every page And i'm like okay well okay now i don't need to read the book so thank you you save me some time you know <laughs> like but it, it, it we're like three levels of we we think about it before we do the podcast then we do the podcast and then we talk about it afterwards
0: right and then i listen to it so and then i mm-hmm. tell you what i listen to so there's so many levels here it's like you yes. know, an onion um okay here's one of the other things that i learned this is a totally different kind of a thing that i think was you know interesting is that doing the podcast has really helped me um open up lines of communication and even in some ways deepened my current relationship with the person that i am i'm with um because after i do a recording i'll Often share with her and say, Oh my gosh, this is what we talked about today. What do you think? What would you say? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I get her thoughts on it. And, you know, we had a really great conversation about the orange lines and the red lines. We have had great conversations about, um, manifesting. We've had great conversations about a lot of these things that I wouldn't have brought up. I mean, it would have been like, Oh, cool. You want to watch something on TV? And instead we had these great conversations that have really led to a deepening understanding of what we bring to the relationship and what our expectations and our values are. So that's something that's really neat that I, you know, I kind of just go, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, end of the day and I'm like we're going to process my day and just chit chatting about what I did. But it turns out that it really takes it to another level of meaning making when I can literally apply it in real life in in that setting.
1: That's good. I do it too, but I do it with verandas on the street. You know, people at the bus stop or whatever. <laughs> You're like, what are <laughs> people what at the people mine. at the Trader Joe's? Exactly. But, but you know, honestly, I would love to have like a community of people to discuss these things with because I think it's really important. Not in therapy, like not group therapy, but really discussions. You know, people who are interested in this stuff.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And just how are you using it? How are you not? Where are your wins? Where are your sort of setbacks? um, and how we can all learn from each other because, you know, that's the, the, you know, kind of another thing is, you know, really kind of learning from each other. Uh, there are so many mm-hmm. different episodes where you and I are just so far apart from each other on the way that we see something, but that's okay. Because I mean, you know, relationships are the gray area, right. And you know, the, the, the different ways that we approach them, there's more than one right way of doing it. It's just whatever way fits for you. And I I've learned a ton um by talking to you. Um It's clarified my views on things. I mean, you certainly as this kind of hopeless romantic, you know, really, you know, you show up and water the garden, you've got like 52 sprinklers and 17 hoses, and you're out there dumping water on the flowers and pruning everything back. And, you know, and, and that's, that's great. And I've seen how um that passion kind of, you know, I guess, floods through all that you do and all that, who you are. And and that's inspiring in some ways because I'm, you know, more of the practical partner. I'm like the, the spreadsheets and the, did I water the garden? Yes. I watered it at 10 AM and 4 PM. And I check it off my box, um, to make sure that I'm doing it. And, you know, so there's some things that you say that make me think, Oh, I really should think about this differently. Um, you know, or even if it just clarifies that I believe what I believe, but I did listen to another point. Right. Of you, I really, I like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's important. And I mean, for me, I do compare our styles. And I think, oh, is my style working for me? Is this actually working for me? Or maybe I should try it more your way? You know, would that work better for me? I mean, you are my coach, you know, anyway, my like, basically life coach. So it helps me to run all these things by you. And your style is so different from mine. And we're going to, there's so much more we can do on that, you know, not just even about relationships and stuff, but it's, it is helpful to me, even if I don't ultimately take your advice, it, your advice is so helpful. And to have you as a person who's, you know, look, this is the way that I do it. This is why it worked for me this way, you know, that the same with my ex-wife and I would be like, no, I'm doing it my way, doing it my way. And then <laughs> I come back. Oh, my way wasn't very good. <laughs> but I'm like a child. I have to like, you know, your aunt and rave and do it my, my way, but it's not that I'm not listening because I am listening. And then maybe the next time I'll do it better, but it does help me to like, okay, is my style any good or is this style not working? I mean, I've already, I've said this many times, I'm way less reactive than I used to be. And that is working much better for me.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's good. And that's the other thing too, is, is it, Is it just that your style is or isn't working for you? Or is there a way to adapt your style just even a little bit and keep the essence of what it is, but just, you know, maybe do something a little different, implement it a little bit differently? And I think that's part of what, you know, I've learned from you is that I don't have to completely abandon who I am and how I see the world. But there are things that you have said that I've been like, wow, that's really an interesting point. Maybe I should. Look at that a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like I said, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't choose to do dif- you know something different, but at least I could have weighed out all the options. And sometimes I might say, "Yeah, like that's a great way of approaching it. Let me try that and see right. if that works for me." Because that's how we're always growing and changing—is to try new things. And that's not just like trying new foods and going new places. It's trying out different ways of being that might fit better for you, even if you don't realize it. Um, you know, you and I have talked recently about how. I used to have like pretty high levels of, um, you know, anxiousness, you know, not diagnosed mm-hmm. with anxiety, but just, I was just always just kind of a ball of just, you know, ah, chaos. Mm-hmm. Everything, everybody was, you know, everything that went wrong was like, Oh, it was out to get me. And I get all in a tizzy about the littlest things and, I woke up one day and I said, I do not want to have a heart attack. And people have been suggesting Mm -hmm. to me all along, you need to relax. You need to calm down. And those weren't really tangible things I could do. But finally, it was, you know, someone had mentioned to me, like, you could, there's some real health benefits of kind of getting this anxiety a little bit under control, um, and not getting all in a tizzy, because if not, you may end up in the hospital with heart problems, and that was the message, right, as we say, you mm-hmm. never know what it is that 's going to resonate with you and, and learn things from right. you and I was like that was the one message I was like yes you 're right, I need to pay attention to my health, and I also realized it wasn 't there were so many other negative drawbacks to me acting that way that were even beyond that that by choosing right. to kind of calm down a little bit, I ended up you know being more productive in a lo- number of areas of my life, so That's the thing that I like about being able to interact with people who do things or say things or approach life differently is because, you know, you can find things that really resonate and maybe just make your life better. And now I can't imagine going back to that being that person because it wasn't like the essence of my identity that I wasn't willing to abandon. Right. It was just a behavior that wasn't helpful to me. And and I finally was able to get that, you know, kind of explore that enough to say I'm going to change that. And now my new identity is part of me is doesn't have that as, as, you know, as a behavior. So that's one of the things that I really like about being able to talk through this stuff is really getting the greatest hits album from, from others like you. So what can we expect from season two? We're going to talk all about heartache, how to get through it, handling the actual breakup moments and the no contact rule, what it is, why you should use it, how you should use it. We're going to talk about how to get through those first six weeks after a breakup, like the witching hours in the evening. We'll chat with Jessica De Silva about attachment styles, and we'll discuss breakup truisms like time heals all wounds. Does it? We'll explore closure, how to get it, and how to get over your ex with Coach Dorothy. We end it with breakup do's and don'ts from our listeners. So we have an exciting season in store for you. Please make sure you tune in and listen up. And until then, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com
1: for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.